0: You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. My name is Justin Shirley. I'm an intern at Glass City Church uh, here with Pastor Jeff Lavalette, who is our obviously our pastor. Uh, and before we get going, I wanted to invite y'all to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have tons of updates uh, on events and new projects that are rolling out in 2019, and also just uh, random news and things of that nature. Uh, and also, starting up in January 9th, we're starting Wednesday night weekly. Uh, Jeff, you have any thoughts on Wednesday night weekly?
1: Yeah, Wednesday night weekly is the kind of the way that we connect um, midweek. Um, we have like a, it's kind of a it's it's a night where we have worship time, uh, music. And then we also have kind of a men's group and a women's group. Uh, there's also children's ministry, and then we all get together. The men and the women come back together, and we we talk about um, you know a, a, a text in, in the Bible. Um, right now we're we're working through the Gospel of Luke, and so it's really it's really fun. Um, I really enjoy it a lot, and uh, it's just a way also to just get connected to other people in our church. And so, um, yeah, I, I highly encourage uh, anyone in the Toledo area to... To come out or if you're just feeling like you want to go for a drive uh, you you know you have to be from Toledo I suppose so but that's Wednesday <laughs> nights here at the church uh, at 630 we go to about 830 and uh, yeah everyone's everyone's invited
0: yeah and, and one of the things that I don't actually don't know if you mentioned this or not but we we talk about what we what we're praying for and where we see God working uh, during our Wednesday night weeklies
1: yeah it's a, it's well, it's a good way for for, for the men to, to know how to pray for each other for the women to know how to pray for each other and also you know, if you come in, you're having a bad day, and uh, you don't really feel like God's working at all. You get to hear how God's working in other people's lives, and it's a good reminder mm. of uh, the fact that even if you know you're having a having a rough rough week, um, just seeing God's faithfulness uh, in our midst, and and that a lot of times will remind me of ways that I had forgotten uh, that he's that he's working um, in our lives. And so, well, Justin, how are you? How are you, how do you see God working in your life? What are you praying for?
0: Yeah, well. Uh, I mean, I see God working in my own life by giving me fresh eyes to see his love for me. Um, So actually, Jeff, with your sermons and my time in the word and uh, music I've been listening to, et cetera, God has really uh, been showing me his love. Uh, I mean, God calls me a friend. Uh, He calls me an heir to the throne if I'm in him and uh, in the kingdom that he will actually rejoice over us with loud singing. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I am very much, uh, prone to forget the good news. I mean, we all are. So, I mean, so Jeff, my, my question actually to you is what better hope does the Bible offer us, uh, when we do forget the good news, uh, or we don't know the good news if we're like, say an unbeliever.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that, you know, that, that's why everything we do, uh, we want, we want to be, um, you know, centered on, on scripture because the, the, the Bible tells us about the gospel. Uh, Tim Keller uh, explains that the the gospel uh, is this, that we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dare believe. Yet at the same time, we're also more loved and accepted in Christ than we ever dare hope. Mm. And so the Bible tells us the truth, that we're broken by this problem of of selfishness and self-centeredness known as sin. Uh, St. Augustine, uh, he explains it this way. He says, my sin was this. Uh, that I looked for beauty and pleasure and truth, not in him, but in myself and in his other creatures. And so the better hope of the Bible is the gospel, that the solution to the problem of our brokenness is not found within us, in the same way that the cure for cancer isn't found within the cancer. Uh, it, is, it has come from outside of us, and the cure for sin is Christ. And, and since we can't do anything to save ourselves, he came to save us, and he completed all the good work. And he made the, all the provision, and he and he gave himself for us, and and that's and that's the the better hope than than anything else that we tend to try to find hope in.
0: Man, I mean, it's the it's the ABCs of the gospel. I mean, I mean, we can never ever graduate from, and I I think that I can, uh, and I mean, I think it's based on my merit, um, but it's not. It's based on his great love and sacrifice on the cross. I mean, Martin Martin Luther said it best when he. Uh, he said that we need the gospel every day because we forget the gospel every day. So, in 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 that Jeff, so in a culture where it's easy to to forget the gospel or even have a distorted view of the gospel, uh, where we have a man centered approach, in that we turn God into a uh, a needy golden retriever like God. So we actually had a, I had a pastor that said that we treat God as a golden retriever, not as a majestic lion. Uh, that he's actually referred to. Uh, I mean, we both agree that it happens, right? Yes, we do. And so, if it if it happens, there's got to be a reason why it happens. And what what do you think that is?
1: So, um, a lot of times, you know, if if we have too high of a view of ourselves, um, then we turn him into a golden retriever uh, because he's less threatening. Um, it's a lot easier to control a golden retriever than it is to control a lion. Um, so that's just you know just in our own pride, uh, we, we overvalue ourselves. We undervalue God. We, we, you know, reduce, uh, his, his characteristics, uh, because it just, it just feels, um, it just feels easier to get away with stuff. Maybe, um, it's a lot Mm -hmm. harder to steal a stake from a, from a golden retriever than to steal a stake from a lion. I've heard, I've never tried to steal a stake from a, from a lion, which is probably why I'm still sitting here. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I, I just think that, uh, a lot of times, um, or, or we just, we don't see our need as, as strongly as we should. Yeah. And so a golden retriever God is perfectly you know sufficient. Uh, if we don't really think that we're really sinners. Um, but I mean, again, getting, getting back into the word, believing the gospel, um, just, just really helps to clarify all of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, in your sermon you talked about God loving us as we are, uh, what do we do when there's a disconnect there, when we have a disproportionate view of God, um, when our confessional theology, what we say we believe, and our, our functional theology, what we actually believe, uh, based on our actions, uh, is uh, disconnected from one another, and we don't uh, truly see that as we should.
1: So um, the the quote that you referred to, the God loving us as we are, that's, that's from uh, Brennan Manning, um, as I was kind of preparing for the, the Advent series um, that we did for four weeks um, in Advent in December. Um, I, I read this this great uh, this great quote from Brendan Manning, um, we can trust that Jesus loves us as we are and not as we should be because none of us will be as we should be on this side of heaven. I mean, we don't believe that we're going to be perfect, that we're going to stop sinning yeah. uh, before we die. Um Paul Washer, a very different character than Brendan Manning, um, had a a similar sentiment. He said, uh, the Christian's greatest act of faith is to look in the mirror of God's word and to see all of our faults and all of our sin and all of our shortcomings and then to believe that God loves us exactly as he says he does. I mean, that does take a lot of faith because it seems so, so impossible, so unlikely. And so depending... On where our hearts are at, it's important to build in these reminders of God's love through spending time with Him in prayer. I mean that that a, that a majestic lion, um, you know, that that that, that God is um, would would even would even let us approach Him in prayer. It's pretty incredible. Um, studying the Bible, uh, both as our as as individuals and as a community. Um, I know for me, um, re- reminding myself of God's love for me. Uh, is really uh, helped in the music that I listen to uh, I can pretty much uh, you know figure out if i 'm going to have a, if i 'm going have a good day, I need to be listening to music that that builds that into my brain um, reading books uh, not just not just dusty old theology books not that i 'm against those um, I have plenty of them on the bookshelf over there, uh, but actually reading books about you know God actually he loves us and he actually likes us like that's that 's yeah. pretty incredible. Uh, because a lot of times we just you know it becomes very impersonal uh, because again there's there's that safety of of keeping that distance um, and then pursuing relationships with other Christians um, I mean my wife and I love to try to at least have dinner with with one other couple uh, in the church or you know a, a family of of believers that we know um, at least once a week uh, and mo- and more than that uh, when we can. Uh, but anything that serves to preach the gospel to our hearts and our minds uh, needs to be there um, another helpful habit since we're since we're on the topic is to is to just sit and, and just think back to the ways that God has been faithful in spite of our unfaithfulness uh, you know it's new year's is a great season for that you know looking back over the past year not just saying you know oh man 2018 was so hard peace out 2018 bring it on 2019 it's like yeah you said that uh, when 2017 turned into 2018 too, and that's just kind of goofy. So, yeah. um, but thinking about his faithfulness um, in spite of our own unfaithfulness, because his love is so pervasive and prolific, uh, and, and it's helpful to develop a practice of, of of just remembering. You know, God called the Israelites in the Old Testament to build these these monuments, these Ebenezer's of remembrance, yeah. and so um, and one of the ways we do that in the church. Uh, today is celebrating communion every week. And, uh, you know, just just to tag on another idea, just practically speaking, um, is to practice this gratitude um, by, by serving others without any expectation of reciprocity. Because if we can love someone and help someone without getting anything in return and we're broken and, and, and goofy, how much more true would that be of, of our perfect and holy and powerful and majestic lion of a God. Like those are just really, you know, good ways to, to, to train our hearts to believe the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with loving people fully, a, a current topic that's been coming up in conversation with people I've been talking about is communicating the the truth in love. Uh, and you even mentioned in your sermon, an open air preacher who, Uh, murdered his message or the message by the method Um, was when we're reminding others and encouraging others, uh, how do we uh, not do that?
1: Yeah. And and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely probably guilty of that as as well. I think we all are at some point in our lives, but um, the particular um, example you're referring to uh, was, was uh, after my, it was my sophomore year at, at BGSU, i uh, become a Christian the previous summer, and so I was kind of like – had stars in my eyes. You know, it was like wandering around, floating on clouds pretty much because I hadn't really gotten into real life yet. And, That's what college um, was like for you? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> at that point, it was like, oh, Jesus is great. Everything's great. And, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this guy who claims the name of Christ is – uh, his name's brother jed he he actually was very into self-promotion so i just gave him a plug there but did he ride a he, bike i i don't know i didn't really I, think, fo- I didn't follow him home because i that think felt that he might
0: have been at ut's campus as well
1: well well man that's he's getting around man okay well that sounds lovely but um yeah he he would he would sit there and talk about how we're sinners and and we need a savior okay we agree with that yeah um the problem is every time a girl walked by you know if she was smoking a cigarette he'd you know, make a reference to her being promiscuous, um, guys would walk by, you guys were all just getting drunk and blah, 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 blah. And, and he also claimed that he doesn't sin anymore, which was, which was, uh, interesting as well. So, um, but I mean, so that, that's an example of taking something and, and, and just completely just, you know, just ruining any chance of, of, Getting any traction because you're going in and your your method is just horrible. Yeah. And so uh, to quote uh, one pastor who who recently said this, you know you can say the right thing in the wrong way and you're still wrong. Um, praise God that He can work in spite of us because I know that we've all you know kind of kind of mutilated messages before uh, in our imperfect um, communication of them. But man, we should at least try. We should try to try to do it. Uh, try to do it well.
0: Yeah. And I think I mean you mentioned that last Sunday uh, of God working in spite of us. Do you want to work with God or do you want God working in spite of us? And I mean, can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Well, I mean, I, th- I think that we all have a choice every day of whether or not we're going to be obedient. Yeah. And, and and God's purposes are, are always you know we don't we don't thwart them. We we can't we can't ruin His plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we either help you know in whatever little ways that we can you know just through being obedient to to you know, be, be as ambassadors to, to be, um, you know, uh, to, to, to be, uh, ministers of reconciliation, um, or, or we don't. And I just think of how many opportunities we have every day to, to, um, just, just show his love, to, to speak truth, to, um, represent him well. Yeah. Um, and, and when we do that, man, it's so cool to see him work through that. But, but even when we don't, he's still working, he's still accomplishing yeah. his purposes. You know, he's. He's always he's always doing doing something really cool, and I I, I want to be a part of it more than more than I probably allow myself to in my own you know disobedience.
0: Yeah. So so now that the holidays are behind us, uh, and the eternal winter that is Northwest Ohio is quickly approaching, hasn't really gotten to put it in a word yucky yet, uh, and. What hope is there for lonely Christians who have suffered loss uh, death, hard times uh, financially and emotionally et cetera um, with this post holiday season I mean because it's it's gonna get dark it's getting darker as we as we talk actually uh, and uh, that Christmas kind of blues afterwards is uh, creates a lot of a seasonal depression and other things like that uh, what better hope is there?
1: What better hope is there? Well, I mean, I, I hear a lot of people say, "Jesus, come back now," and uh, I agree. I want Jesus to come back now. You know, I mean, I you know, life, life is life is fun and great and all that, uh, but it's going to be so much better uh, with with Christ, obviously. So um, that's my that's my my first. You know, like let's just pray for Jesus to come back. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we have a Savior who knows suffering incredibly well. Yeah. Um, we we've uh, last year we 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 studied through the Book of Hebrews and in Chapter Four. Not last year, that's two years ago. Oh my gosh, I'm getting old. Um, Chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. That we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our our time of need, and 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 that's that's really that's really a great promise to 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 hold on to and to and to believe uh, during you know during the the dark winter time you know whether. Christmas was a was a disaster for you, whether there was family stress, whether there was financial stress, whether your your, your credit card bills are coming due now, and you, you, you got super generous because it didn't really feel like you were spending money, and now all of a sudden, oh, they want their money. Um, you know, th- these are all things that, that are, are pretty common anymore, um, and Psalm 34 tells us that, that God is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit, I mean, you know, our our, our our Lord and Savior didn't just sit on his throne and, and look down and be like, oh, they're really blowing it. I mean, Jesus got involved in the mess, and, and in doing so, Jesus suffered more greatly than any of us, you know? So when we're in pain, when we're knocked down, when, when things are really hard, it's helpful to remember that God has not forsaken us. And yet, when Christ was on the cross, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so he, he went deeper than we ever will, yeah. you know? God loves us so much that he gave his son in our place. That's 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 just incredible. You know, Jesus laid down his life for us. And so, yeah. you know, it's important to remember that he knows what it is to suffer. He's not this isn't just theoretical for him. This is very this is very concrete. Um and another another thing that's interesting is that sometimes the pain of loss and betrayal and discouragement can actually be helpful in showing us our own idolatry when we don't get what we thought we should. Or when God's not answering our prayers the way we want Him to, and we we start to feel entitled, yeah. you know that's idolatry. And 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 so um, God can even use the pain, the discouragement, the betrayal, whatever we're feeling, um, as a way of of drawing us near to Him and showing us the ways that our heart is just bankrupt.
0: Man, what hope that God is so incredibly patient with us and long suffering. Um, well, Jeff, thank you again. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and, like we mentioned earlier, following us on Facebook and Instagram for updates. Uh, hope you all have a great week. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.